there. Welcome to Semester 7, Episode 6 of the Ivy Wise Just Admitted podcast, where former deans and directors of admission give expert insight into the complex college admissions landscape. This season, we're cracking the code, translating common admissions speak. This means we'll be decoding and defining some commonly used admissions language and terms. I'm Tasha, your host. I'm an admissions counselor at Ivy Wise, a former international admissions officer at USC, and former assistant director of international admissions at Boston University. Today, my guest is Rachel, an Ivy Wise counselor and former assistant dean of admissions at Swarthmore College. Hi, Rachel. Hi. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad to be here with you. And we're so happy to have you here today, Rachel. It's it's one of the most fun parts of my job is getting to chat with and have uh, one-on-one time with different Ivy Wise counselors and getting to learn so much about their expertise. So like I said, today we'll be going back to, to the theme of, of the podcast, which is going back to basics um, for some common admissions terms. We'll be answering the question, what does it mean to build your profile? Okay, so let's start simple. What is a college admissions profile? What do we mean by that? So it's such a great question about the college admissions profile. And I think it's something that we're seeing more and more kind of students and their families having an awareness of this term and really wondering, what does it mean? And when I think of a student's profile, I really center on the academic and extracurricular themes within their application and the concrete ways in which they've explored them. So to me, the core of your profile is your interests. And I think this can really best be illustrated by examples. So if you're interested in something like computer science, then I would definitely be looking for that student to have um, taken some of the most challenging courses, um, STEM classes available to them, You know, the most um, demanding math classes, high level math, And then maybe they've participated in like a hackathon, robotics, coding, you know, done something over the summer with AI. So that kind of gets at what a student's um, application profile or applicant profile is. Absolutely. And I think I think the word profile can sometimes be a little bit confusing for students. I I know that we talk about profiles as these kind of physical things. uh, If you're I don't know, like a social media profile or um, even like your face, your physical profile of your face and the side of your face in a photograph, right? It's it's a word, it's a multifaceted uh, word with multiple definitions. And in this case, it's kind of being used metaphorically, right? Like what is your profile uh, in regard to all of these different factors and aspects of who you are as a student and the different factors that make up your application. And so I I do think absolutely that um, it's important to kind of just start by defining, you know, how are we even using this word when it's a word that we might be familiar with in so many different contexts. In this case, we're talking about your college admissions profile, and that's going to include XYZ. And as Rachel uh, kind of already helped explain, you know, it's not just your academics and it's not just your academics in school, but it's kind of how you are exploring and developing these interests academically and extracurricularly throughout your high school career, right? So from ninth to 12th grade. It's interesting as I was kind of considering the, the profile, I was wondering if other people would define it differently or bring in other factors. But I think 
ultimately it really is what your interests are and how you are exploring them. To me, that kind of sums up the profile. And so then how does a student actually go about building their profile? So I know that that's the language that we're using. What does it mean to build your profile? Are students actually using cement and bricks? What are they doing? So it's interesting because in a way, I do think the building metaphor actually makes a lot of sense because I think of uh, actually a found that you are building a foundation early in high school by exploring topics. And then you are kind of narrowing it down as you move through school. So kind of in a way like brick by brick, you're taking challenging courses in your interest area. You're seeking out opportunities outside of school to explore those interests. So in theory, your profile kind of culminates with some specific things that point to what you're interested in and what potential you might have for like any college community that you might join. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it, it does take a certain amount of intentionality as as you've already kind of uh, started to to say. It's, it's, it's something that, you know, might happen naturally, of course, because if you're interested in something, then you're naturally going to gravitate to activities or things that surround that interest. But I think that ultimately, um, you know, if you really want to become an expert in a subject or want to explore a particular subject as as deeply as you can, you know, in your school or even beyond school, uh, there does need to be a certain amount of intention, which is, I think, why build is is a good uh, metaphor, like Rachel said, because it it's something that you have to like actually it's an active thing, right, that students have to think about doing. Um, and then also, you know, the idea of building a building, right? Like the building is the finished product. So what is the finished product at the end of building your profile? It's the profile and, you know, the the kind of profile that it is, is going to be up to the way that the student builds it, right? So is it a really, really solid profile with um, very specific and uh, expert kind of focused uh, areas of expertise? Is it a little bit more um, well-rounded and kind of expansive? Like what kind of profile does it end up being has to do with the kind of intentionality that a student may or may not take in the way that they build it. And this also has a lot to do with with time. Um, so Rachel, I know you wanted to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what what stage of the process students should start thinking about building their profile and um, kind of how to how to think about that depending on where you are uh, in the college admissions process and in high school. Yeah. Well, and one thing that you said is so interesting. I feel like we could really follow this building metaphor because I'm thinking too, like your end product could look really different depending on you know, if you are kind of super intentional about what you're doing, the product might look different from something that is a little bit more organic. And none of those things are necessarily wrong. You know, it might just look different. But I think, yes, the idea that you do bring a little bit of intention to it. And that does kind of lead to this idea of like, when is the right time to do it? I mean, I think there's certainly a lot to be said. And, you know, if you're doing any kind of exploration of the college admissions process, you're going to be hearing over and over again, like starting early is definitely helpful. Um, I think in a way, because it's not, there's not as much pressure early on. It's a kind of low pressure, low key way to just bring some intention to some of the planning. I mean, the biggest tip I would give anybody 
profile building and otherwise, you know, when you're in high school is um, to really think about not just what year you are in, you know, your first year, but also all four years. So kind of building out a map of what potential curriculum might look like um, just can help to increase your awareness about what things you might need to do. And that can really help to inform your profile, you know, and at the same time, like if you're just kind of letting your interests, like be your guide, I think there's something to be said for that too. So definitely having a certain level of, of awareness and intention early on can help you make some choices. Um, and I think also, you know, there are, let's be honest, like the majority of students, I think you're going to arrive at your senior year and maybe you haven't been thinking as much about like, what is my ultimate profile going to look like? And at, at a certain point, you know, things are kind of set in stone, you know, you can't go back and change what you've done but it's never too late to continue to add things. I mean, it it will end. You will graduate from high school. So it's not one of those like conundrums, I feel like, you know, where this like, is this project done yet? I'm just adding, adding. But, you know, you can continue to add to your profile. So if you found something that, um, you know, you weren't exposed to early on, like, you know, econ, for example, like, oh, I never, I didn't understand what this was. I, you know, taking um, AP econ my senior year. I really think this is what I want to do. Like just continue to explore that. I would say, you know, do like, listen to Ted talks, read books, like podcasts, you know, continue to explore like what that actually is, because that can still inform your application. And you can still point to like some of those things um, as a senior and say, like, I may have just discovered this interest, um, but I am doing things to explore it now. And then I would imagine too, like, maybe if econ's where you're landing, like maybe you had had some interest in business prior to that, or, you know, something of that nature, maybe some, you know, why people make the decisions that they do has always been a question that you've wondered. So my guess is that they're isn't ever going to be something that's seen is totally random. Those are really good points, Rachel. And, um, you know, I think that especially if a student does happen to come upon an interest or a passion a little bit later, um, typically it ends up being because of a very specific thing that happened or um, event that they went to or Thing that they read or you know something specific that they can call upon that they can write about um that typically makes for a pretty compelling story right so if that happens to be you know if any listeners out there happen to find themselves in in that boat where they were on a different path or were you know heading toward different interests and then kind of found this other thing that they want to now pursue you know it's it's still possible to kind of shift the narrative and um, kind of shift the profile, so to speak. Also, you know, it's likely that whatever a student was focused on before is connected to or relevant to whatever the new interest is. Um, you know, it's not as common that a student like goes from, I don't know, something, give me some examples, Rachel, yeah. <laughs> like two completely yeah. disparate things. 
Yeah. Like I would say like, oh, I thought I was in, interested in engineering, but now I realize like I actually want to do creative writing. Okay. Yeah. And it could happen. Right. But yeah, the, and, and and then in an essay or in a, d- a different part of the application, um, you know, there could definitely be a space for a student to kind of thread those connections. Right. Like both of those disciplines, for example, um, require a lot of creativity uh, in very different ways, require, you know, taking threads. Uh, from different areas and braiding them together for a finished product, whether it be uh, a robot or uh, a short story, right? So through building your profile and in an essay, a student can still find a way to kind of thread those connections. Well, and I would add too, so I'm thinking of building a profile a little bit like a pyramid with the wide base and then getting a little more specific. And to me, the very top of that is telling your story. So you are kind of building your profile in order to tell your story. Um, But you can tell your story without having intentionally built a profile. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It kind of, it all depends on, on time and, and the intentionality that you may or may not have had access to um, when building Um, Okay, so we kind of already started to talk about this uh, in relation to, like you said, the pinnacle of the pyramid, which is the essay, Um, but how does a student demonstrate their profile on their application? What factors allow them to to kind of start demonstrating what they've built? Yes, so the essay is big, and I would say, you know, you have multiple opportunities to to write um, for most schools, so if you're not writing about it in your big like common app essay, the personal statement, then definitely some of the shorter supplemental essays about academic interest, possible major, extracurricular activities, like those are all great places to kind of confirm your profile. So just backing up, you know, if you're interested in like environmental science, for example, then maybe one of those essays is writing about your experience, you know, as the co-leader of the green team at your high school, or, you know, why this environmental science program at this specific school is, you know, a good match for what your interests are. So kind of continuing to contribute to that profile. And then I would also say, along with the essays, your transcript is another place that's going to really support your profile. So, you know, as a reader, I'm going to be looking for to see like where you've chosen to take on rigor. So again, you know, back to like a STEM kid or pre-med student, for example, like I'm going to be looking for you to have taken more rigorous, um, you know, science and math classes. And then I'm also going to be looking for trends. So like being an academic superstar, for example, like could be part of your profile, like, oh, wow, like this kid is, has maxed out, you know, the curriculum at their school and now they're taking a class at community college or they're, you know, kind of going to next level, like that might be part of your profile or also like, oh, I see this student had a tough year, sophomore year, like, oh, I wonder what happened there. Um, Or, oh, like this kid is weaker in math, but they're interested in psychology. So like, I'm not as concerned about a potentially weaker performance in math the way I would be if that student was interested in pre-med, for example. So like we're getting, I think also into the context part of an application review, but all of these things kind of also inform the profile and 
feed into like what someone's ultimately going to be looking for um, when they're reviewing an application. And what is that someone going to be looking for? <laughs> that someone being uh, you and me uh, a few years ago, right? What were we looking for in terms of understanding a student's profile as we reviewed their application? Yeah, I mean, I think as a reader, I mean, my preference would be for um, an application profile for for there to be some cohesion within an application for parts of it to inform other parts. You know, it's still, again, with like your academic interest informing your extracurriculars and things like that. And then, you know, again, for someone who might be listening who does not have the time to intentionally build a profile, I mean, the most important thing you could do would be to have a strong academic performance. So, you know, just continuing to do well in your classes, because that as a college admissions reader, I mean, that's certainly the most important thing I'm looking for, because at the end of the day, college is, you know, an institution of higher learning. And so we want to make sure that you're doing well in the, in the classes that you've set out to take. So I don't know, Tasha, what would you be looking for? What's, what are you looking for in an application review? Making sure that um, whatever school or college within the university that the student was applying to was cohesive to what their profile might look like. Um, so, you know, students who had done absolutely everything um, academically and extracurricularly to do with business, but were maybe applying to, I don't know, um, an East Asian studies major in the College of Arts and Sciences or something like that, that would always raise kind of like a, a question mark of, of perhaps like strategy that, that might have gone into some of those decisions. Um, and so I think that's another important kind of point that, that I just thought of on the fly just now is, is that, um, you know, application readers are going to be looking to make sure that a profile matches the application the program for which the application is applying to, um, you know, there can be exceptions, um, you know, so certainly what we were already talking about before of, of a student kind of discovering a, a different interest later in their high school career and then, you know, deciding to shift over to that, um, that could happen, but then there should be some part of the application where that's kind of explained or contextualized. And so typically that could be in one of the supplemental essays, for example, or there could be an additional extracurricular activity that kind of shows and builds out, you know, how that academic interest might have been developed. Uh, but if it's, you know, the only place that a uh, academic area is being is is present on the application is in the program the student is applying to and it's not present any other part of their application that's going to be a little bit of a not necessarily red flag but like a question mark of okay wait the student's profile that they've meticulously built toward this other discipline doesn't match uh the program that they're applying to right yeah absolutely and i would say you know we're talking primarily about domestic you know um um, admissions in the U.S., but this is also so true, you know, the UCAS system in UK, um, it's really important that your profile and your experiences align with um, the programs. So throughout this whole conversation, Rachel, we've, we've really kind of been taking one really important 
fact for granted and that's that a student actually knows what they are interested in and and I know that um that's a pretty big piece to to take for granted there but you know it's it's easy to do because of course you know we're working with with high achieving students that might be very focused and working toward a very specific academic program or um you know general interest but for students who are maybe a little bit more well-rounded, kind of more generalist, and who might be very undecided uh, about what they would want to study in college, how would you advise them to build a profile? Can a profile exist if it's not specific? Yeah. Oh, such a good question. And, you know, it's so funny because I think undecided is like maybe still the most popular major, or at least that's what I used to always say in my (laughs) info sessions. Um, So yeah, I think most people are undecided. And I think it's actually a really tall order to say like, yeah, what do you want to major in? And that's probably going to lead to a career. So like, what do you want to do? I think you can, in a way, like build a profile on being undecided and say, you know, continue to do the things that you enjoy. I mean, I would say follow your passion, um, explore things and maybe take some risks. So try some new things. And I would say that's the perfect time to do that would be, um, you know, freshman and sophomore year, better times to take risks. Junior and senior year though, you can still try new things, join some clubs. I would say just continue to explore. And if there are like two or three things that you're considering, you can't pick, or if nothing's quite like sticking, nothing really anything you're super passionate about I mean know that college holds for you so many new topics ideas people opportunities for exploration I mean that is what college is so I think in your application you can maybe share a little bit of that kind of enthusiasm for exploration um and maybe lean in to being undecided or having multiple interests. And then I think it's always nice to see students kind of making connections between their interests, um, especially if they seem really different. So like we talked about um, like engineering and creative writing, and like you noted that both of those things like require creativity and, you know, you are kind of building things and pulling things together. And um, I think those essays can be exciting, especially when we're thinking about um, liberal arts colleges and interdisciplinary opportunities for study. And so maybe for undecided students, like they're looking more at liberal arts schools or at least liberal arts colleges within larger universities where they can do some of that exploration. So in a way, like that profile still makes sense for the trajectory that they're on. Um, So yes, I think even if you're undecided or if you are undecided, don't fret, like that's okay. I I definitely agree with that. I do think that being undecided is a profile in and of itself. If you know how to, how to, to write about it and how to present it. Uh, And I, I do think that there are particular schools or kinds of, um, fields of study like the liberal arts that that tend to to actually really reward um students who are 
passionate about learning maybe, or who are really interdisciplinary, like Rachel said, but who may not be, you know, as, as focused as others, um, because they want students to be really curious and open to different disciplines and to learning new things, especially when there might be a, a very kind of open curriculum that allows for kind of taking lots of different kinds of classes. Um, I also think that students uh, who are undecided, you know, can um, find way, you know, it, it's likely that if you're undecided and you're a high achieving student, you know, who's thinking of applying to select, who's, who's, who's in the selective college admissions process, uh, you, you might be quite skilled in kind of all major academic disciplines, right? Usually students who are really focused, um, you know, might be really focused on the the, the academic uh, subject that they're the strongest in, right? Uh, but if you're undecided, you might be more of a generalist, which means you might be kind of good at everything. So that's a different way of looking at it too, right? That, um, like Rachel said, you know, if, if you find that you haven't been able to be as intentional to build a very specific profile, the most important thing that you could be doing is making sure that you're doing well academically. So if you are someone who is undecided, but is doing really well, you know, across all four major academic disciplines, then you're already in a pretty good position, you know, as long as you are able to kind of write about that and, and tell your story um, very clearly, you know, about the variety of interests that you have, or um, if you're able to kind of really thread some connections between your interests um, so that it's not about not having interests. It's about having many, many interests. And I guess the, the other thing that comes to mind too, is that in a way, I think building a profile, supporting your interests, kind of ultimately having something that points to what your interests are in a way is kind of like a, a trend, an admissions trend right now. And that you could argue a decade ago, like the well-rounded student was like what everybody was looking for. And now colleges are looking more for students who have kind of particular interests in order to build a well-rounded class. And so I think that's also just something to keep in mind is that we may see, you know, this fade away in the years to come and something else to be kind of what colleges are prioritizing. But I think for now, yeah, this idea of the admission, the applicant profile um, is an important one. And I think my hope is, is that for people who are listening, that they can take this information and just bring, I think, some awareness to what they're doing um, and maybe and a little bit of, you know, analyzing now, like, oh, well, this is what I'm doing in my clubs. And this is what I'm doing in my classes. Like, where are some of the connections and where does something you know, seem a little random or unsupported. And is that is not necessarily a bad thing, but just kind of bringing an awareness to, to what it is that you're doing. And if a student takes that advice, Rachel, and they, you know, let's say they're a sophomore, maybe even at the beginning of their junior year, and they still have a little bit of time and space to try new things, what kinds of concrete steps could they actually take to fill those gaps or to make those connections? Yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple of things that you could do now. Like one would be, um, I mean, look into the clubs that already exist, but also consider starting a club. Like if you have an interest 
um, maybe you're really interested in writing and you really enjoy it. Um, you know, there could be like a peer tutor group that already exists at school that you could do some writing, but maybe you could start a writing lab at your school where students could bring their essays and you could be like a peer editor, you know, and offer that service. Um, and that's kind of, again, built part of building your profile. Um, so maybe taking some initiative in some of your extracurriculars. Um, and then I would say also thinking about what you want to do this summer. So the summer is like such a big time where you can really find opportunities to explore again, the things that you're interested in. So, you know, internships, um, programs at colleges and universities, um, a summer class, a job, you know, also just a job. <laughs> um, but I think in the context of building a profile, you know, this would be a time to kind of follow a path um, and find an, yet another way to explore those interests. Um, and, you know, ultimately then that leads to things that you can write about. I mean, all this stuff is great um, fodder, like for your essays and things like that too. So I think all of the pieces of the application ultimately really end up informing one another. Um, but I think taking some initiative to potentially start a club or join a club and add to it, and then think about what you can do this summer would be some things that students could do. Yes. And, and I, I'm surprised we went this long without talking about summers. Um, so I'm really glad that came up. I think that's so, so important uh, to, to consider because, you know, you, we're, we're talking as if high school students have unlimited time, but they absolutely don't, right? They're in class a good, good chunk of the day. Then if they're on a sports team, that takes up a ton more time than hours of homework every night. And then of course, you know, once, once they get to this, their senior fall, add, add um, college applications into the mix. So we know that students are uh, working with limited time and a lot of competing priorities. And so we cannot stress enough how important it is to take advantage of that summer time um, for kind of not even, I mean, yes, to, to build your profile as a student, but also to, to, to really genuinely connect with your interests and kind of test out your interests and, and really just engage with them, right? Because you have more time. When we have more time, we have more space to really take things in. And, and I think it's really important to give yourself that kind of flexibility. So as early as you can, you know, starting in that summer before ninth grade even, but, you know, really starting the summer after ninth grade uh, to start dipping your toes into different, different uh, interests. So whether that's through summer, through like set organized summer programs, or like Rachel said, like getting a job and, and having experiences to write about um, that explore your interests or, you know, might just be um, kind of life lessons and challenges learned. Um, that's all going to add to your experiences uh, that you will use to ultimately build your profile, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the the other thing that I I would never want a student that I'm working with to feel like they have to do something they don't want to do because it looks good. You know, I always want like there to at least be like some level of excitement, like, okay, maybe you don't really want to spend your summer like doing an online class. Like, okay, I get that. 
But ideally, maybe you're doing that so that you can make room to double up on languages because that's your real interest, you know? So I think there's a lot of times, you know, people are like, what looks good on a college application? And really like we do want students to to have the opportunity to just do something that they hope that they would enjoy and like be a little bit excited about it, especially in the summer because yeah, it's summer. Exactly. Always making sure that students are finding time for, for regular things and, you know, things like family vacations and um, certainly not asking people to, to cut out those important uh, experiences. So I think we're just about wrapping up this episode of Just Admit It, Rachel. Is there anything else you want to add that you want to make sure students know about what it means to build your profile? I think... I mean, I, like I said, I hope this information is helpful and I hope at the same time that it's not too intimidating, um, to anyone that's listening, who maybe is hearing some of this information for the first time. Um, I, you know, like we said, while you can't go back and change things and uh, certain things, you know, are set in stone, um, at a certain point, like there's always more that you can do and you always have control over kind of what you're writing and the story that you ultimately tell. So while there's something to be said for bringing intention to building your profile, um, I think there's also a lot that students can do. Um, and I, I just, I don't want anyone to get um, overwhelmed because this certainly can be an overwhelming process, but I hope that this information is helpful. And I hope that, you know, people have a little bit of fun, like as they're kind of following the path that unfolds in front of them and taking advantage of opportunities to explore their interests. Definitely. And I think a major takeaway there is, is that students can bring intentionality to the process, no matter what part of the process they start in, right? So it's, it's kind of never too late to put a certain amount of uh, intentionality and focus and thought into the profile, whether you're starting from your freshman year or from your senior year, um, there are still ways. And like Rachel said, you you have um, creative license to uh, tell tell your story as as you feel it. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with me, Rachel. Yes, I loved it. It was great. Anytime. <laughs> so that just about wraps up this episode of Just Admit It. Stay tuned for a new episode every other week throughout the fall. Next up we'll be answering the following question. What's demonstrated interest all about? In the meantime, you can catch up on all of our previous episodes by visiting our podcast page and be sure to bookmark our knowledge base for additional help with navigating the complex and competitive admissions process. If there are any topics you'd like us to cover in the next semester, please email us at podcast at ivywise.com. And don't forget to follow us on socials for more resources on the higher education landscape. You can find us everywhere at follow IvyWise. From IvyWise, I'm your host, Tasha, and this has been Just Admitted. See you next time. <laughs>